The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Normally, we start with a disclaimer. We're going to today, we are going to today because it is more prevalent given that we are going to be talking about Neverland and everything else. I'm just going to cut to the chase. Hollywood fucks you. If you have any problem being involved in an industry that asks you to put up with sexual harassment and sexual abuse, um, breaking labor laws and keeping secrets, or start to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. So I'm jumping to the short version of that because it really suits what we're about to talk about. Yeah. G'day, guys. I'm Summer Helene. We are with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and we are going to talk about some depressing crap for a few minutes. But oh. we'll start with something fun. So are Joe Rogan and Dr. Phil. How are uh, you doing, Paul? I'm doing okay. I was doing okay. All right. So now, as we were saying, uh, Dr. Phil... Uh, one of Summer's favorite. I'm. I've never really watched the show, but I'm liking it more and more. Appeared on Joe Rogan's podcast uh, a while back. And what did you think of it? Because I only made it through half of it. Um, I thought it was phenomenal. My favorite part was when he talked about the psychology behind athletes. Mm. I really like the way he engages. He has a new show, a new podcast out called Fill in the Blanks. That's also on SoundCloud and Stitcher, like your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, I've, I've been, I, I was always on the fence with Dr. Phil. He supports great things, like there's an app called uh, documentthebuse.com, where if you're being abused, you can put it in. It won't show in your um, history, Ooh. and it'll keep an ongoing record. So if you're at home being abused, and you don't think you can get out, but you want to escape and keep a record, it'll let you keep an ongoing diary and photograph. Oh, wow. And it oh. will not, um, it, it won't save to your history. So that when you get out, it's time-stamped by this website. You can't put in your own times. You can't any of that. It's, it's kept there. So it logs the history of abuse. It's very, very, very clever. He supports things like that. <laughs> the Aspire app. Um, he supports a lot of things. Even Doctor on Demand, which I think is wonderful. On the flip side, there were a lot of uh, negative rumors about him. So I started calling producers. He's over at Paramount. So he's kind of with people I know. Um, mm-hmm. But the Dr. Phil show is, is is a world world unto itself not all of his producers were hired from paramount um not all of a lot of his people weren't they were independently hired some of them came from the oprah show and some of them he just hired because he met them through someone else so it's he didn't really pull much from that world so i started investigating after we had truthfully trisha on um who's a complete f- who, who still we're still willing to offer you help if you get offline just saying um, but if she turned down the Dr. Phil show for help, I doubt she's going to take it from us. Mm, um, yeah, well, you know, yeah. And so I started looking into it because there were all of these accusations about him providing alcohol and doing this and that for ratings. And I, I kind of started snooping. And what I found was really bizarre in the entertainment industry. I found a place where if your kid had a school play, you're excused from work. No argument, no complaint. Um, where nobody quits 
and no one really gets fired, where people that started with him are still there and they move up. And, you know, and it, it's just bizarre. You don't hear any uh, abuses. You don't hear any of that stuff. Um, so I found it really, really weird, which well, I, I know sounds terrible to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that. That there's no, like, you know, Weinsteining going on or anything like that? Not know? even, in, like, not an inch. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, no one's this clean. He had to have covered it up. And so, <laughs> You know, so I'm snooping more and, you know, they've got the same lighting guy they've had since the beginning. They've got the same department heads, like nobody leaves. The only way you're getting on that show is if someone dies. Mm. Um, And there have been a few shows like that in the past, but, you know, with his motto of putting your family first, you don't lose your job if your kid gets sick, which does happen in Hollywood. It shouldn't, but it does. Mm. Um, you don't lose your job if, you know, and if your kid has a school play on a, on a day that they're shooting, Yeah, you're I'm, encouraged to go to the school play. I mean, I understand sometimes people lose their job because of those situations because we only have a three-week shoot. Yeah. Everything is on set. You know, whereas he has the, uh, the advantage, like most shows that film on a, like most TV does, they know where they're shooting, there's a set schedule, and they can work things out. Yeah, but you yeah. know people still get their asses fired for, for trying to do right. that, even if there is. Right. Like, it's... It's just the, sometimes movies are a lot different than television, is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah, T- movies are definitely worse, and because it is a shorter time frame, it is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but even TV shows, as, as you well know... Um, if, if you, you know, you have a family emergency or someone gets sick or whatever, mm. they still expect you to put the show first. Yeah. And I mean, I was, I was on a set where uh, I think a particular actress, uh, oh, Pamela Anderson, mm. uh, her son broke his arm uh, while we were filming, filming, oh, not, not on the set someplace else, mean, yeah. farting around on a skateboard or something like that, that, and we shut down down and it caught we had to basically we had to pay a whole other day of shooting so it does happen you know. but you don't people don't let pas off to go to their you know to to go to family events i don't they even don't most let, times most times most people don't let the pa sit down but that's it it's a mm. very different environment from what i've heard mm. and it's a very um you know, and then I, I love Paramount, but this is definitely, like, not Paramount's policy. Paramount can be a dick. Yeah, it's, uh, a, nor- it's a very Norman Rockwell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Yes. <laughs> um, but so, you know, I, I kind of started hearing about that, and then I talked to a couple of the producers and different things, and he's just very, very family-oriented. He only wants to hire people that are family-oriented, and there are very few people that you, you hear about especially in like my job or on Paul's end, Hollywood's really small. Eventually when there's some bullshit, you hear about it, not Mm. the tabloid stuff, but it, it leaks, you know, um, there just doesn't seem to be with him. And 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 it's no matter what you've heard, there's never a bring your kid to work day on, on a porn set. So yeah, that that never happens. Mm -mm. Um, it's just, it's really, really weird. And he's very close with his staff. He's very close. I mean, from like the PAs to the EPs. Okay, uh, from the, so he's from, a great boss and loves his people. It's mm. awful. Like it's shocking. I'm still like, it's, I'm still looking. I'm like, this has got to be bullshit. This has got to be bullshit. But I've been saying this for six months, and I'm still asking everyone, and I'm just not seeing it. So, right. um, 
not I, there. I haven't seen anyone more deserving. <laughs> like it's kind of the he's done really well and he deserves it. But you were um, saying about the uh, psychology of athletes because I didn't uh, get to yes. that part yet. Because sometimes these Joe Rogan podcasts, like the there it's was one hour, that was yeah. like the the Alex Jones one, which I'm not watching, is like three and a half hours long or something like that. Alex Jones is a tool. Um, yes. He's well, apparently he's Joe Rogan's friends with Alex Jones, and they've had him on a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I severely have a problem with that. I don't care if Al- Alex Jones playing a character. Um, I, it's dangerous, and I don't like it. Um, and, and I genuinely think I'm not a big I'm not a big believer in censorship uh-huh. um, on in any way. But I think when you become a danger, there's a difference. And when you have when when you start getting people to attack verbally and and physically in a couple of cases the parents of sandy hook victims because you're saying that didn't happen fuck you apparently that's not really what what was going on but i i watched it uh, i I actually watched the deposition they deposed him hmm. he got dragged in and they deposed him he did say it there was a whole thing to it he apologized and then he fucking said it again uh okay yeah, he's, he said something completely different. But oh again, yeah, he goes back and Alex, forth again. It's Alex Jones. Uh, but the when all the platforms like should, like ban him, there had that's obviously some sort of collusion happening or something like that. You know, I I gotta disagree on that one. I think there's a point if 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 they banned Fox News. Fox mm-hmm. News is, you know, there's a lot of more entertainment than news, same as CNN. It's a lot more opinion. If they banned that, I'd have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But when you have somebody who is sowing anarchy, I think the responsible thing to do is to not give him airtime. Right, but I mean, what if you did, and it, well, it actually boosted his pocketbook because uh, his subscription, his pay service on his, on his website apparently skyrocketed. I know. know now now people can't get them for free, you know. So I know. I am not I I know. I just I don't know. I have a problem after listening cuz I sat down and Well, the collusion I'm I'm, I'm I would very, say the collusion part. So I'll give you that that he did a call to action which is not covered under free speech. Speech, but what did he do on the other platforms? You know, um, cuz the other platforms just seem to say just all shut him down at the same time. So, uh, did you watch watch what he actually said about Sandy Hook? Uh, I have not watched a deposition. Okay, and I've only heard snippets. He, he okay, he said that they were paid. He said that they were paid actors, and uh-huh. he told people, "and you need to do something about it." And that's kind of what led to this. And then people, uh, you know, were, do their call in, and they, I, I, it was. They were really, talking about that on the Twitter podcast, but you it see, that was, was really bizarre. Twitter was the last one to ban him. I and don't think he should have been. Came, I don't that's think where he sh- came through. I don't think he should have been banned from social media. Uh, um, yeah, because like six people banned him, like dropped him I immediately. Know, I but there's a point where. If he's posted that on those platforms, mm-hmm. then they do have the right to ban him because they're privately owned. Right. So if he's broken those rules, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, but I, they can block anything they want. They're privately owned. So that's where 
you know, it's again, that he I'm, didn't I'm do that on I'm, every single pro- platform, which is the point I was. Well, he he's got a reposting thing that goes up. Everyone uses it, even I use it. Mm-hmm. So if I post one place, it goes everywhere. So he did break the rules. Here's the flip side. Um, again, I'm left of Lenin. I'm not happy with like the lefties right now because they're going from left to fascism, which is a real fucking leap. And they're calling themselves um, anti-fascists. Fascists. No, when you censor people like that, you're a fucking fascist. Bingo. Um, but the reality is there is censorship, and then there is what you're entitled to do on a, for a private business. This is yeah. still a capitalist country. I know, Twitter, I think, Facebook, they have the right. I'm not saying I agree I know, with their decision. I think they, they need to be they regulated. Have, I think they need regulations put on them. You know, and I this disagree. Coming from the, this coming from the semi-conservative. I disagree. You know. I disagree. I think that the internet, as long as we can leave it free, we need to. Well, um, I'm not talking about regulating the internet. I'm talking but about to regulate those companies Facebook, on the to regulate those companies on the internet. You'd have to regulate the internet. You'd have to put rules on the internet itself. Mm. And I like a free internet. So it's a catch twenty two. If you you can't you, just like you can do a lot with the private company that you don't have to to completely and utterly throttle the internet. But when you set precedent like that, it's a mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. It is. It's I, it's it's a problem. It's um. Then you have because you're going to have some Nazi group that is really fucking dangerous, turn around and say you said he had the right to free speech, so do I. So the argument isn't whether a line should be drawn; it's where it should be drawn. Yeah, I'm curious about this. Uh, there's a uh, the there's a group of individuals uh, known as the individual the uh, intellectual dark web, mm. you know, and they're starting out. No, I'm actually going to go see one of the supposed members of it tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Rogan's a part of it. Uh, the uh, who's pretty much left on everything but guns. Uh, Jordan Peterson's a part of it. He's way left. Uh, the the Weinstein brother. Yeah, but Paul, so Weinstein. are you. Like, I, I I adore you, but you you are like so fucking liberal in some ways, mm-hmm. and so conservative in others. It is baffling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's the I. I'm, Life's complicated. I know. I'm hey. I'm I'm fiscally conservative, socially liberal. So, mm-hmm. you know, ev- everyone has their thing. I'm just saying it's. Uh, well, they're the ones that they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be a free and open platform. It's just kind of starting out now. Now, uh, what's I, it called? The intellectual dark web. I am gonna have a look at that. But the. Uh, and it's I, not like the Onion or anything like that. You don't buy things off of it. Maybe a T-shirt at some point, but uh, nothing yet. But yeah, I well, think it was that journalist Barry White, Barry Weiss, or something. Ah, oh, she's such an idiot uh, to label these 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 pro- problematic lefties. You know, the basically the people who thought Hillary was full of shit. So you know. I I think it comes down to well, I Hillary's gone. I don't fucking care about her. Like it's kind of the I'd rather focus on upcoming problems, and as long as everyone stays focused on Hillary. Mm-hmm. There's no moving forward, and you know I say it to people that complained that she didn't won, that she didn't win. She fucking lost. Get over it. Get someone better in, or keep going on the ride we're on. But going back to what was uh-huh. will change nothing in the future. Right. Even though Hillary lately said that she's not running for president, but she's not going away. Well, again, she can do whatever she wants. It's a free country. Uh, I'm worried about who's running next. 
that's my bigger concern is who's coming next, what's going on next. Mm-hmm. And as long as everyone looks back, the whole country can never move forward. Right, so, right now, it seems like the Democratic Party has an anchor on its ship, and that anchor is called the Clintons. So, mm. again, but that's not going to change if everyone keeps looking back. If people move forward and move in a different direction, things will change. But as long as people like you or, you know, people left um, lefties that didn't like Hillary mm-hmm. stay focused on her, they're not bringing attention to people that should be in the limelight. True, which so, is why I'm balancing that out by viciously uh, campaigning as much as I can for uh, Hawaiian Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's a good thing. Um, I'm not happy Bernie is running again. I, I am. Should. I think he's going to win. All the polls say that he's got it. If the DNC doesn't screw him over a second time, time and push Biden through, through he's going to be president. That'd be good. I actually like Biden. Um, oh, but I'd oh, prefer, but oh, I would prefer oh. Bernie. The point is, we've got to get to break. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the point is, I get what you're saying with the Alex Jones thing. Boy, did we get off topic. We always mm. seem to do that. I get what you're saying, but where do you draw the line? The companies have the right to draw the line, and they have to, to a degree. You're just not agreeing where, with where the line was drawn. And I get that. But people think it should have been drawn way before him. Some people think it should be drawn way after. It's a private company. Mm. I know. I don't agree with it either. We'll be back. (laughs) Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. And boy, did we get left of where we were going. We're supposed to be talking about Dr. Phil, Paul. Mm, yes. And okay. 
to stay on point, you were talking about the talking about the psychology of athletes. Yes, he was talking about the psychology of athletes, which I found very very interesting. I spend a lot of time with um, you know professional athletes, dated half the Raiders, um, and spent <laughs> once upon and a time lived and spent to tell a, the tale I'm and impressed. lived to tell the tale. As long as they didn't touch me, I was good. I don't mm -hmm. like anyone touching me. Um, but. Uh, you know, and, and we support, uh, for those that don't know, we do support uh, an MMA charity uh, that's run by an MMA fighter. And a lot of what he was saying I see in these athletes that I know, it's that they know how to win, they know how to lose. It's very strange. Very, very strange. Okay, what do you now, Wow. Is your okay. cat attacking you? No, no, no. That was, that, that was, that, I just got your text. <laughs> okay. uh, now, I'm going to ask you, um, you were talking about the psychology of lying, and that's mm -hmm. going to segue us real quick. So can you talk about that? Because you got a better insight right. than I did. And basically what he, he talked about, how uh, you can always tell a liar because they always tend to overperform. Why would I do this? Why in God's name would I do this? Who do they, and most of that perfectly depicted on that CBS R. Kelly interview where he's jumping out of his chair chair and playing the victim card like ferociously yeah R. Kelly between that and what's going on with uh, Michael Jackson and mm. all of this shit it's I like that people are being outed right. but I'm surprised everyone was like what? Who whose leg does R. Kelly think he's pulling? I uh, you know, I think the really the person that I think he feels that the person that has to believe what he's saying the most is himself. Why you is know, that? If he convinces himself that it's true, it must be true. And that he's, he's playing, not, and he's playing to himself. He married. He, like, he is he such a narcissist. He freaking married a child. Right, which is a, like, yeah, right. I'm not trying to defend the man. What I'm saying is that he's a complete and utter narcissist, and as long as he believes what he's saying, it must be true. True, because I think he's beyond lying. I think he's, his head is so far up his ass, it's not even funny. But does he actually think he's going to... Well, I suppose he would. He got away with it before. Right. He's been, he, no, he hasn't got away with it before. He's got away with it for the 20, 20 some odd years. Yeah, but even in court, he said when he urinated on the child that it was another, that it could be, have been his brother. Yeah, it was his brother, and they believed it. And, well, I guess the tape was whatever... Because he was clear to that charge. Charge. Not in the court of public opinion. Shout out to David Chappelle for his... Uh, you know, I'm going to pee on you thing, just yep. to make sure that nobody forgets it. But, yeah, I think he truly believes what the hell he's saying. Hey. I don't know. I think if he'd have gone after a different demographic, he would have been put away somebody years with ago. money? Somewhat, exactly. Yeah. If a different socioeconomic bracket, it would have been a very, very different story. Because there was additional interviews with the two girls that are with him now. And they're defending him. Ugh. And that was the really scary stuff. Oh, God, what they know. say? Oh, they said that, no, we never had any intention of being singers. We're with him willfully. We can leave whenever we want. We just choose not to talk to our parents because we don't get along with them. 
they never had any intention of being seen. There's video footage. Uh, one of them explains that their parents pushed her into it. You know, now one of these girls is a girl from the R. Kelly, the surviving R. Kelly documentary, the one that he made dress up like a boy. I didn't hear about that. What happened? Uh, so I don't know. He just wants. A, he just wanted a younger brother or something like that. They, but that was all conjecture. That was all from the surviving uh, R. R. Kelly, Kelly. Docu- documentary. So they they thought they this one uh, made him made her dress basically kind of like a boy. Boy, for whatever reason, not not really sure. Except for they they think that maybe that's a little brother he never had. had. Um, yeah, well, he was also you, sleeping with men. A lot of men have come forward on that. And underage, you know, underage boys as well. Yep, the deeper it gets, I just, uh, somebody really needs a girl. Why can't Mueller go after him? You know, Jesus Christ. I don't know, I kind of like the direction Mueller's going. <laughs> um, I, I think, uh, I don't think Trump, I don't think Trump's going to get got. But I think a lot of his associates did the wrong thing. Um, a lot of them. And I don't care whether it starts now and, you know, people say, well, this president did this or this person did this. Mm. I don't care when we start drawing the lines. I'm just glad they're starting to get drawn. Well, apparently they are. Do you, are you a fan of that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Not particularly. She apparently is going to be brought up on four different ethics charges uh, for campaign violence revelations. She hasn't even been in there for months. It doesn't matter. If she did it, I'm glad. Yes, if she did it, these laws need to be applied equally. Yep. You know, because the Clintons got away with so much. Again, it doesn't help, Paul. Will you alienate so... But now a line has been drawn, and we're going after Trump in these directions, and we're going after the darling of the left, too. Sorry. I agree. You break no, the law. Here we sorry. go. And I think that's the way it needs to be. I think you yes. guys need to do what we do in Australia. Do you yeah. know what we call lobbying in Australian? Lobbying? Lobbying. Okay. No. Bribery and you go to jail. Hmm. I mean, there's so, something to say for, you know, being able to reach your congressman with a human when uh, you're like paying uh, them. It's the 10,000 miles away. Yes, it's the payments. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I'm all for it. I don't care who they go after. I just mm-hmm. don't want people... Like, where I get caught up is when people focus on what was. I don't care who got away with what. If we're actually getting some lines now, it is about damn time. Yeah, it looks like it if they're going after her. But, you know, basically... But, you know, but, you, know you can also point out that, you know, uh, Alexandria and Trump are both you know, anti-establishment. Again, so the bear, this is what happens. But again, they go on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't care. You know, I, I don't care who they go after. I think too many people have done too many wrongs for way too long. We're back on politics, Paul. Damn it. Um, we're doing the wrong thing here. People, too many people have done and too Twitter's many wrong things. And I yeah. don't, I know we're going to get bad. <laughs> like I'm just, I haven't even looked at Twitter yet. We're going to get yelled at. Um, we've had too many people do so many bad things for so long mm-hmm. that it's about time. Obama, Bush, yeah, just saying. Can we just, <laughs> Paul, you can list off every president we've had. Let's try this. Name one that didn't. I think Carter was clean. No, he wasn't. Okay. Even Lincoln, dude, every one of them. So the fact that we're getting some lines, I don't care when these lines got drawn. Thank God they did. 
Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I don't want non. I don't want people who've committed crimes not to do be punished for those crimes. Crimes, but, and, you know. If Cortez did it, I hope she rots. Yeah, I mean, well, it's. I don't think she might do some. There's some, the there's people on the right saying that she probably might do jail time, but you know, those are the doom and gloom people as it is. The yeah. reality and is, it's from if the she right. did it, she so, needs to be out. If she did it, she needs to be out. It I thought may not be an out, it. it may not be an out thing, but she may get a slap on the wrist and pay a giant fine. If Trump did it, I'd like to see him out. If she did it, I want to see her out. I don't care who did it, and I don't care why. I just want them out. Um, but we, we did get way off topic. Yeah, but here's mm. what I'm outlying. You can check those mannerisms we were going to say with R. Kelly, but also with all of your local politicians. So mm. compare your politicians and to what Dr. Phil was saying. Yeah, yes, you know, so I agree with that. Up. No, he's now saying yeah. it was a substance abuse problem. Um, and all I'm saying is he's a lying asshole. I'd like to remind everyone that every time we swear on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and Free MMA, a place to go learn free MMA. So remember, we're doing it for charity. When we come back, we are going to be on with Jasmine. She's an internationally published, uh, uh, internationally published model, an emerging actress. Maxim called her the uh, German and Parisian beauty. A true international smoke show? Nice. Her biggest achievements up to date has been winning the title of Australia's top glamour model of 2017 and 18. She's been featured in countless uh, magazines and TV shows. Her recent cover of Playboy, which also awarded her Playmate of the Month. She's appeared in Playboy uh, magazine uh, uh, six times. Playboy Croatia? I Yep. She's appeared in Playboy six times. In Australia, she's been a guest star on The Sunday Project. She's been on 101.3 CFM radio. You may also recognize her from Naked News in Canada. She's recently played roles in the film The Alliance and in the Australian miniseries At the Phoenix. Both are set to premiere this year. So I'm very excited. Sounds like we found an Aussie. When we come back, we're going to be talking with her. I'm Summer Helene. You're on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. And I'm sorry we got on politics. Don't yell at me on Twitter. Seriously. We'll yell at right me back. on Facebook. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? 
Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen, who I'd like to remind you all you can find on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Paul. And iTunes, and of course, uh, I know, I don't know how to use Twitter, but it's there. It does, uh, it exists. <laughs> there, uh, also, the YouTube page with the older videos, new episodes are coming out, coming soon, soon, and of course, the Facebook page where I'm active the most. And I'd like to give a shout out to everyone that owns my ass and keeps me red carpet ready. Otherwise, I would look like um, hammered poop. Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios. Thank you for always getting me red carpet ready. Aspen Mills Bread Company. Shout out to you. You support a lot of charities and we adore you. Scott Haskin. Thank you for the wonderful music. Flat Black Art Supplies. Again, you support charities, so we support you. SeaTac uh, Airloft Hotels. Uh, Aloft Airport Hotel. I can never get Aloft right, and we always stay at Aloft. They're wonderful. You can ask Paul. They're great to us when we go to Phoenix. Love the little soaps they have. You know, mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with those things. <laughs> They're really good. Um, Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. Our giveaway this week is from Off-Road Rentals and, of course, True Rest Floats, uh, Floats in Sedona and Las Vegas. Our question of the week is, Paul. Okay, what? Who... Conducted the interview of R. Kelly that he went nuclear on. Perfect. Tell us that, and you can get a free ATV ride, uh, two free ATV rides, or a free uh, or two, or a free float in Las Vegas or Sedona. And of course, um, Pino's Palette in Palm Springs gives away gorgeous paintings every week. And our question will be for our guest. She can choose a question. And the new Palm Springs diet with Dr. Russ. You want to lose weight? You want to look great? Try the new Palm Springs diet. And Griggs vacuums because you're Alexis's grandfather and she's my assistant. She puts you on every week. I'm really, really excited to invite uh, Jasmine to the show. Jasmine, welcome. Hi. Hi. So I have to ask you, how do you pronounce your last name? We've already screwed it up. Yeah, we got times. nothing. I really nothing. We tried. It's not it's <laughs> yeah. bad. Uh, it's uh, Shojai. What? Shojai. Okay. We were not even close. Shojai, not yeah. a That's freaking really close pretty. at all. Okay. <laughs> like we were sure. way okay. off. All right. Sorry. So you're an American All now? Good. You're in Australia? Um, yeah, right now I'm in Australia, but I'm planning to come to the States uh, later this year. Now, you've been on Maxim, you've been, you know, you've been on Playboy. I mean, you've been in some incredibly big, really, really big magazines. Um, I've told Paul to behave himself because you are absolutely gorgeous. And you're trying to get into <laughs> acting. Why, why step away from the modeling? Right. 
Um, it's not that I wanted to step away from modeling, but I just felt there was more to it, um, to myself than just modeling. I really felt that acting was another avenue for me, another talent that I had. So yeah, I want to start working on that as well as modeling. That's a really, really good idea. What made you decide to do Playboy? Um, I, I love it. I love Tef. I, I love the magazine. I think it's a great thing. But that's a really hard one. I got asked to do it years and years and years ago. Um, actually, not that many years ago. <laughs> like, I just made myself sound 50. Um, you know, so, some years back, and my father was uh, not not happy with it. <laughs> One day, so I didn't. But you know, he but he talked me into being like a Victoria's Secret model. So he talked me into being an underwear model, but into keeping my underwear on. I believe was his wording, um, because he's in the navy yeah. and he said every everyone else would have seen it. <laughs> so for you, I mean, that takes that's brave. I wasn't that brave. How how are you that brave? I've got people. My God, Twitter's going nuts. I'm sorry, I'm stuttering. Um, Twitter's going crazy. <laughs> they love you. Well, basically, you know, to be in Playboy was a dream of mine even before I was 18. So during my teenage years, I was really inspired by a lot of modeling models and a lot of different like magazines. And Playboy was just one of those things that really stood out to me from the get go. So for me, it was like always an inspiration to, you know, to model for Playboy and to just do something amazing. And that dream eventually happened um, even before my Playboy cover. I, you know, did a few features for Playboy. And, yeah, when the opportunity came up to model for the cover of Playboy Croatia, I was just, like, so excited. And it was just a dream come true for me. Now, you have a really interesting look. Um, I'm telling everyone, Google her. She's gorgeous. We'll put up a link. But you have a very, very unique look. You know, you're not the typical Australian. You don't look like a typical Australian. You've got um, a Kim Kardashian vibe going on. I'm sure you've heard that. Yeah. (laughs) So um, my parents came to Australia um, like many years ago. And so my mom's German and my dad's Persian. And they they made in Germany. So there's already a story behind that. And, um, yeah, so that's how... I guess, yeah, for me, like, I'm a first-generation Australian. Um, I still have a very strong Persian and German culture behind me, and I'm I'm very proud of that. So, yeah, I'm not a typical everyday Aussie, but, yeah, I have a, I have a diverse um, background and ethnicity, and it's just something I'm very proud of. You should. It gives you a very unique look and a very, you know, and a phenomenal cultural heritage. For you, um, yeah. you know, not not a lot of women, especially Persian women, do this sort of thing. It's inspirational. I just had someone on Twitter say she wishes she could do it, but, you know, her family wouldn't allow it. So you're living her dream. Yeah. Do you, you, do you <laughs> realize how much of an icon you are, especially, oh, actually, I've got a lot of girls writing that down right now, um, especially for young Persian women? Yeah, I'm glad I'm able to inspire a lot of women and, and Persian women in particular. And I, I totally understand that. As soon as you said it, I get it. Um, I guess for me, it was definitely obvious that my mom or my mom's side of the family was more supportive than the other side. But in saying that, um, you know, I still have support for my entire family and both of my parents. And yeah, it was... Um, 
<laughs> it was a little bit difficult at first trying to like kind of explain or not really explain but just kind of you know not be like have my family kind of fully accept that but you know it's it's been three and a half years now and I'm very glad I have a strong support system from not only my family but you know my my management team as well so I'm really you know I'm really grateful to have all of that. Your family has to be really proud of you. You're really they, young they and you've done are, a pretty- Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. I'm I'm very yeah, I'm very proud to have them as well. So What do you want to do next? Um well there's a lot of things I wanna do and you know to cut to to model for the play- to the, for the cover of Maxim would be another dream of mine. Um, I do want to adventure into fashion as well, so that's another goal. I have a whole bucket list, but um, basically another big, big goal of mine would be to venture more into acting and, you know, do some, you know, A-list movies as well in the future. I think that would be, you know, very amazing, and that's something I truly want to accomplish. What is it about acting that gets to you? Where Have you, have you studied... With acting, I did a beginner course, um, and even before that, I had a meeting with a director in Australia, and I was very fortunate enough that they were able to give me their time, like literally a day or two, to kind of go over um, the many possibilities and things that you can achieve through acting. So they were like very straightforward, but at the same time, they really inspired me about becoming an actress and like their exact comments were that they they felt that I would be a better actress than a model but regardless of that you know that entire conversation you know really inspired me and yeah so I did a beginner course in acting the following year and you know a couple months after that I um you know, I started doing my cert for an acting. So I'm six months into that now and I'm really enjoying it. I'm very, very glad. What has been your biggest obstacle? Um, I think there's definitely been a lot of obstacles, but I guess the biggest would have to be, you know, because the industry, whether it's modeling or acting or in general, the whole creative industry as a as a whole basically is you know very competitive and I think for me it's been sometimes it's often the biggest challenge has often been just staying positive and staying confident and just having that continuous drive to keep moving forward sometimes it's just been that that's been difficult to do because I think naturally a lot of us just you know, lose motivation from time to time because, you know, things happen. And I think with modeling and acting, at least, to be very successful, you have to keep going. Like, you have to keep working hard and, and you know, you just have to keep going. So it's been, for me, it's been that, surprisingly. It hasn't been anything else because I felt if I really wanted something, I would, you know, I would go for it but sometimes if a specific thing was hard to achieve um, having that motivation to keep going has been the obstacle or the challenge that I've had what's the hardest thing that you've run up against um 
I guess run up against? Um, well, I think if anything, it was definitely, you know, in that specific case, it was like for any pageants that I entered. Um, besides the Australia's Top Guard Model competition, um, I entered the Australian Swimwear Model of the Year for Maxim Australia. And I found that was really, like it was such a positive experience. But at the same time, I could definitely feel that it was just naturally competitive. So I felt sometimes running up against other models directly was definitely a challenge. But I guess in those situations, it's very obvious because, you know, everyone's there for reason and they want to do their very best. So, um, yeah, I think it's fair enough to say in those situations, it, it happens, for, you know, to everyone. One of the questions I'm getting on Twitter, it's from a young girl who wants to be, she wants to be a model. What was the hardest no you were ever given? The hardest advice I was no. given? No, the hardest no. What was the hardest rejection you ever got in uh, the industry? Okay. I think that's well, a great question, actually. That's a good one because, you know, often there would be castings um, throughout, you know, you know, just throughout, the, you know, the industry. And I'd apply for something, even, you know, sometimes several magazines, including some Maximum Playboy editions, it's when I really wanted something and something like that, you know, came back to me with a no or maybe next time. That for me was hard because, um, you know, I felt I had so much potential and I knew that as much as that may sound you know, narcissistic in any way, but no, I no, knew no, that I had a potential. That's exactly what you should do. know. That's good. That's good. That's yeah, really good. Yeah, exactly. And I felt, even if I wasn't quite enough, I felt that, you know, there would always be next time. But sometimes when a, a casting director or a magazine would come back and say, just no for now, or you know, not exactly say maybe, maybe next time, that really hurt me because I felt that, you know, I, I, that for me there's always room for improvement or, you know, there's always time for me to advance if that makes sense. So for me, like, I never really like straight out no's. And I, I kind of think that's unfair anyway to anyone that is, not only myself. I think everyone can improve, and I think there's always a spot for someone in the modeling industry. And naturally, everyone has a specific genre or talent that they might be very good at in comparison to other things. You know, some models may be better at doing runways, some models may be better, better at doing photo shoots and, and so on. So I feel that um, anyone getting a straight out rejection is, you know, a, a negative thing. And for me, sometimes, yeah, hearing no wasn't exactly that great to hear. <laughs> what was the uh, job you most regretted not getting? I want to get through the bad stuff so we can get to the good stuff. You have a bunch of people asking questions on Twitter. Okay. Um, we have one girl. Um, oh, wow. Well, there's one girl on Twitter. She got turned down because she was, she's Armenian. She was too ethnic looking. Uh, give me the name of that casting director. Seriously, tweet that to me, and I'm going to kick their ass. Um, I, but what if the part was an albino? I'm you know saying. what I'm saying, Paul? They're talking about she, she went in for a modeling gig. Like it's not. What well, was the just, product? That's all. There, there, okay, there that's fair. That's fair. I'm, okay. I'm not saying there just might have been something else there. I'm sorry you didn't get the. I'm sorry you didn't get the gig there. So just no, I, I agree. I'm just saying that terminology, not cool. Mm. Mm. Um, not cool. Um, unless the guy's like over 80, then there's nothing you can do about it. And half the guys in Hollywood are. 
What was the hardest no you ever got? Over 40. Yeah, old habits are hard to break. Sorry. Fair enough. I know I'm part of the problem. I'm going to the corner now. I'm going to the corner now. Go to the corner, Paul. Go to the corner. Sorry. (laughs) Um, What was the hardest no you ever got? Oh, the hardest no. Like, I think the hardest no was when I, yeah, I got rejected for a specific Maxim magazine, and I don't know why. Because by then I had done um, several Playboys and several Maxims. So for me, I was like, like you know what I mean? Like, I just was like, Easy breezy, oh, yeah. why though? <laughs> yeah, so it was um, it was annoying, but at the same time I thought, okay, let's move on, maybe next time. Because even though, and this goes for anyone, whether it's a casting director, whether it's a magazine, whether it's just a photographer seeking um, models or even a brand, I feel... Saying no to someone permanently, permanently, like set in stone, I, I feel not only in regards to me, but in regards to any other talent, that that's their loss rather than the talent because everyone has a potential in them and everyone, if they really want to and they really work hard, you know, have and, you know, so much to bring to the table. So I feel like there isn't such thing as a permanent no. And if there is, as far as the person who's casting the talent, um, then, then that's their loss. So as much as that sounds bad for them, like I feel that's their loss because everyone has, everyone who works hard, everyone who really, you know, loves being a model or loves being an actor and, and so on, people like that, they, you know, they all have something in them and I feel that that can be offered almost anywhere. So for me, like, yeah, if I if I get a rejection, I try not to take it personally. And at the same time, I always think there's always a next time. Like, why, you know what I mean? Why let myself know that it's never going to happen? Because, you know, there always there there always will be another opportunity for me. So I try to to take it in positively, and I try to um, move on in a way that I'm, you know, constantly working and improving myself where I can. I love that. Um, we have about three minutes left of the show. I'm going to ask you really quickly, where can everyone find you on social media? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put up links for those that don't catch this. Where can they find you on social media? Yeah. So on Facebook and Instagram, it's Jasmine Shojai Model. And on Twitter, it's just Jasmine underscore Shojai. Um, with Shojai being spelled S-H-O. J-A-I. Um, my official website is up and we're going to do some upgrading soon. So that is www.jasmineshojai.com. And yeah. So, well, I'm, I'll put up links for everyone to that. We've got two minutes left. Mm-hmm. What advice would you, well, I'm going to ask you one question and then I'm going to ask for some advice. Who is your biggest inspiration? Okay. Oh my gosh, that's a that's a really hard one because, like, for me, it's really funny. I have several, <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm going to mention this this one particular actress, which may surprise you. But I always used to watch her show when I was little with my older sister, and for for some reason, as of recent, I'm going through a lot of TV shows, like even the old ones, because it inspires me as an as an actress. It gives me some sort of you know, I have just, to know who is you know, it. bigger meaning and inspiration. So, um, yeah, I was going to say Fran Drescher is one of my biggest um, 
like yeah. actress inspiration. So we have yeah, she's one amazing. minute left. We Wait, have that, one that's minute. That's not left. that old a show. Um, I just want to say. <laughs> yeah. What one minute left? Yeah, true. What advice would you give to anyone trying to get into the film in, into the modeling industry? Yeah, we tend to go on the fourth who just don't. But you know, what would you say? Yeah, we, we always tell people don't get um, in the industry, but what advice would you have? We have one minute. Okay. So I would just say, like, really get out there, but give yourself some foundation. So by that, I mean, you know, keep yourself motivated and confident from the get-go. And at the same time, invest in some modeling work- workshops and one-on-one lessons. You know, even if they are expensive, investing in the right education and training from the start and then continuing on with that correct training. Um, but still, having it from the start will give you the best kickoff because if you don't really know what you're doing from the beginning, then it will just make things you know, more difficult and it won't necessarily give you the best start to your career. I like that. What can we yeah. expect to see you next in? What's your next upcoming... Uh, there's quite a lot. So I had my little trip to the US and Canada. Um, I'm hoping, or I shouldn't say hoping, I'm planning to uh, model for several Playboy magazines again. And yeah, there's a, there's a lot coming up. And um, as an actress, I'm always, you know, trying to audition for things. So you never know, I might come up in another miniseries or film. So yeah, I'm very excited. I like that. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. Um, I would love to have you on again. We didn't get to any of the questions, and we never, ever do, so I'm probably going to put you on the spot right after this <laughs> to try and get you back on the show. And I was good. I didn't do anything. I, didn't I know. Paul only got once. to the corner. Paul didn't get creepy, and he only got sent to the corner once, so we're calling mm-hmm. today a win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like fires to feel joy. Awesome. So, <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Guys, I'm going to put up a link. Uh, to her social media you can see lots of her pictures she's incredibly gorgeous she's really really talented um and i see a really bright future for her thank you for very 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 much for joining us jasmine no worries thank you so much thank you i'm summer helene we're on with my co-host host of the militant moderate paul michael bolan guys we'll see you next week good night Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.